You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report, trade deadline edition. We're going to break down all of the Ducks trades. Trades, 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 trades. You get a person, you get a person. Everybody gets a player. Exactly. And draft picks. And draft picks. Sorry. Okay, we're including draft picks. You get a player, you get a player, you get a player, we get all your draft picks. Fucking give it to us. There you go. That's better. (laughs) That's more like it, yeah. So how, many, how how far did we get into that? Thirty seconds, and I dropped our first word. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're obviously going to talk a little bit about uh, the Panthers and the Ducks game, but it won't be long though. And, it won't and, be long. And, yeah, and, it's and we'll be serious about that. Yeah, yeah. It actually won't <laughs> won't be long. We have very little to say, but at, at this point, like we we kind of had hope for the season before trade deadline day we were like okay like we'll still have some good players we'll still steal some wins um uh, and we'll make good progress you know maybe just maybe, maybe if we get maybe. lucky we'll sneak into the playoffs <laughs> and then trade I, deadline happened like just well, i guess it was really like the weekend for us but yeah. like each each passing day i was like we're <laughs> we're not making the playoffs see now watch it happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but you know what though it the, the season as much doesn't even matter realistically. Mm-hmm. You've you got the building blocks and everything like that. I know we got like 20 some games still to go, which like yeah, like throwing in the towel, it's like, oh man, like we but well obviously we'll still bring the best content that we can and everything like that. And but it's like okay, yeah, like let's just let's let's get to the draft here now at this point, right? So yeah. Um but uh yeah, as as much as maybe maybe the season, you know is kind of done at this point, not mm-hmm. mathematically, but just, you know, you, you can kind of see the writing on the wall. Um, yeah. Th- there's hope for the future still, which mm-hmm. that's fantastic. That's so, new. I, that's yeah. new as well. Like, yeah. Like, I was going to say, I don't really, it's like nothing like, like Bob Murray didn't really do. He. Okay. Now I, I feel bad because every time I bring up a fucking example and it's never directed at, you Carter, I promise. It always seems to tie back to the Edmonton Oilers in some facet. Bob Murray pulled the closest thing you could 
to Ken Holland in Detroit that you yeah. could without actually, you know, making the playoffs and getting booted in the first round. Um, he was just kind of keeping the status quo, try, like saying that they're going for the rebuild and stuff like that. And even then it took until literally this preseason to finally say the word rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just kind of kept tiptoeing around it and stuff like that. Like, eh, okay, we'll try to improve, but not really try to give anything away or that sort of thing. Obviously you, ha- you have to give in, in order to, to receive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Verbeek, though, is doing exactly what he talked about. We'll we'll dive into it more here after we talk about the Florida game. But, um, yeah, he, he's diving full-blown into it. And I, I've i seen kind of mixed reaction, not going to lie, on Twitter of, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like we're selling all these guys off, but, like, this isn't really a rebuild. We're just getting picks or that sort of thing. Picks are a currency, right? You can do yeah. a lot. Like, I'm I'm actually kind of excited for the summer for once. With when it comes yeah. to the Anaheim Ducks, because believe it or not, there's yeah. so much that you could potentially do. We'll we'll get into all that here a little mm-hmm. in a little bit. Just kind of, you know, get get you excited for it. But if you're on the fence, or if you're kind of in the in the park of, oh, you know, like this this didn't really do a whole lot for us. Actually, it's just a waiting game. It, I I promise, as best as I can. Obviously, you know, not everything works out, but this is a good start this is what instills hope in the franchise at this point mm-hmm. so it, it it makes me really excited to you know cover a team during this kind of like official rebuild and as drastic as it as it uh it has been so maybe yeah. not quite to the extent but i made the joke to you looking at uh you know our contract situations coming up mm-hmm. um like on, on the on the ducks there it's it's a little bit of a uh, we're gonna completely tear down like the Arizona Coyotes, but it it won't be that. There'll mm-hmm. be a lot of you know re-signings yeah. and stuff like that coming up. But mm-hmm. just how it looks right now, it's like okay, we literally have almost all the room to for for Pat Verbeek to build this team how he wants. Yeah. And again, just a reminder, this guy worked under Steve Eiserman in Tampa Bay. And Detroit, right? Detroit's not quite there yet, but they're very early on in their infancy as well. Uh, to go back to you know setting another twenty-five year uh, postseason record or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Steve Eiserman and Pat Verbeek were part of that crew that built the Tampa Bay Lightning until like the year before they left, pretty much. Uh, early Steve Eiserman left to winning back-to-back and potentially a third back-to-back Stanley Cup. Here we'll have to see coming up. But yeah. this guy knows the long game and knows how to do it well. Yeah. So. When you compared us to the Arizona Coyotes, like I know what you mean, but I think the, <laughs> the better comparable for like maybe the more casual fan is like the Ottawa Senators. Because when you hear but Arizona Coyotes, you like cringe a little bit. But we're like, a team. But we're a team and we're, <laughs> we're like, we're actually not afraid to pay money. Like, yeah. No, no, like, yeah, we're, we're being smart about it. We're not just like, throwing around eight by tens or anything like that like yeah but like we're, we're still going to be competitive over the next few years but like you, you can see what's going to happen you can see how good the senators are going to be in a few years it's just like mm. you, you have to give the guys the time to develop and like the team to find its identity and then you just like add in a couple pieces here and there and that's it that's going to be the yeah. duck soon because like you can see Troy Terry, Trevor Zegers, Drysdale. Yeah, Gibson, you're, you're starting Dostal, to see that identity McTavish. already starting to form. In yeah. the, I, I think fast, skilled, and just overall exciting because I, you know, I went on that rant 
uh, last episode, a, a good rant for once, though, mm-hmm. of how Trevor yeah. Zegris makes uh, Anaheim Ducks games must-watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's not just him, though. He's a major part of it, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's all those but other, other All of these too, younger yeah. guys now that are contributing to this are going to make the Ducks must-watch must TV. Yeah, it, it's like, to, to draw that Ottawa comparable again, like, they've got Brady Kachuk and Tim Stutzel, who are like the guys that you watch, but then they're yeah. also surrounded by Norris, Shabbat, um, Anton Forsberg is, he's a, all right for a goalie, I guess. Um, and he's doing better than a lot of the guys that have come through uh, yeah. Ottawa's system lately. Um, so Who's the other guy? Oh, Batherson. That's the other guy I was forgetting, and, and that's yeah. why I panic deferred to Anton Forsberg <laughs> there. <laughs> but a, like you, you can note, see the guys and for, their identity, yeah. but like now it's just building it and then they just need a few more pieces. We're just going to build and then we need a few more pieces. So. Yeah. Uh, side note, a, a piece that the Senators have that I'm excited to watch a little bit more is something that is somebody that you and I have had seen quite a bit actually in Matt Sogard, uh, goaltender oh, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, I'm excited to see him uh, develop more for the Ottawa Senators. So, which is, it's kind of terrifying. So... <laughs> He, yeah. he has the potential to be a very good goaltender in the NHL. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. But we should probably get back to the Ducks, and we, we can we'll talk about this game really quickly because we know he's yeah, want to sure. get into the trade stuff. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's get into this uh, Ducks Panthers game. Now, I'm just gonna just I'll just can I give the rap pretty much? You can sure. obviously. Yeah. Like, throw I, I honestly have very that. little to say about this game, so <laughs> I, I have little to say as it. well. And I, I'm hoping I could do it actually probably in about five minutes. So I'm taking a look at the time. We have like the the right, like the nine twenty mark on yeah. this recording. So okay, so starting now. Let, let's, uh, let's or, okay, us, you're gonna you're gonna give me way. a timer here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's actually set a five minute timer and then after see if that, I can do done. it in that. All yeah. right. Okay. Here we go and start. All right. So okay. Take a look at the roster, first of all, for this game against the Panthers. It is pretty fucking bare bone. It's a good idea of what we're going to be seeing potentially for the rest of the season, too. Um, you know, Raquel was scratched for uh, an upper at the time. Uh, Lindholm was just, a you know, an asset management uh, move kind of thing. You still had Getzlaff, Silverberg, and Jones all on the IR, right? Like, this was a pretty stripped team you'd already lost manson as well at that point to uh for for a trade mm-hmm. right so you're you're missing pieces there and whatnot so just you got to keep that in mind a little bit mind you it still wasn't a very good performance by the guys that were still around mind you yeah they're not those mm-hmm. big players by any means but it's it's still yeah it, it wasn't great um, it could have been yeah. a hell of a lot more. And you know, I love my my shot charts. So oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up here. And I think it does really show, unfortunately, that it wasn't a great night. This is a reason to watch us on YouTube and Twitch as well, by the way. And if you are, thank you very much for doing that. Hit like and subscribe. Um yeah, wow. Uh very uh different on both sides there, as yeah. you can tell. Uh not sorry, a whole th- lot. This yeah, I, I gotta say something here. This, this looks like it could be a mad uh, sorry, <laughs> gotta slow down. This looks like it could be an ad for like 
wearing masks, like a public health ad. Like <laughs> the the left side is like, this is like how many droplets you spread every time you cough without a mask. And then yeah. like with the, the duck side, it's like, and these are the ones you spread when you wear a mask. And yeah, it's like, it's, it's not nearly as day. much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't favor us this time though. Um, with, yeah, not a whole heck of a lot from the ducks. You get a good amount coming from, uh, you know, the defenseman on the back points there. Um, a couple shots in the in the faceoff dots, a few in the slot area, but it's very like like Hawaii is more populated by islands than uh, the shots po- or than the duck shot uh, populated the offensive zone with shots. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, on the other side, you have Florida, who just you know we're firing from everywhere, getting a shit ton. Take a guess in the slot, but again, we're you were missing a major part in Josh Manson for that blue line. Just everything was not really set up for a good time. Let's put it that way. Yeah. However, though, you take a look at all those shots and especially those, you know, those high danger ones that you go like, man, that's a lot in the slot there. Um, you maybe ask the question, well, you know, given how things have been going lately, who was playing in net? Ladies and gentlemen, we saw for for a for a moment there. I'm not going to say it is the return or anything like that because it's only been one game, mm-hmm. but we saw a glimpse of the John Gibson that we all know and love. Exactly. Yeah, Gibson, and and I'll end it on this because you know we got to end it on a positive here, and I have one, and it's fucking great. I love to I love to have it here. Gibson stopping thirty nine of forty two shots for a nine twenty nine uh, save percentage. Um, you know, I, I talk about how his goal save above expected has not been great since the All Star break. He's normally in the negative twos. Uh, he was a positive one point two nine for that game, which that's solid. Had zero low danger goals against, which solid again. Because we've, we've we've been seeing a lot of those, unfortunately, go in. Only one medium, and the other two were high danger chances. Um, so that's you know what that works, that's especially fine. against an Just offense fine. like the Florida Panthers. Like holy shit! So realistically, you take a look at this. We this team was bare bones for like a good part of it. Uh, the team didn't look great, but you have the positive in John Gibson showing that he can return back to form. Stop the timer. Uh, you still have 38 seconds if you have. Oh, I still have 38 any seconds. last minute things you want to say. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's not necessarily about the game or anything like that, but I'm going to keep on the John Gibson train for a little bit here. The uh, new orange mask that he has with the orange jerseys that unfortunately mm-hmm. that's the last time we'll wear them this season. Uh, fucking prime look. Give me that all day. That's good. That is oh, yeah. why that uniform needs to be the home jersey for the Anaheim Ducks. Cool. You, uh, you, know, you got 20 seconds left. We're, we're just going to bank that next time. Going. Yeah, that's all, right. that's all good. Um, <laughs> look, I, look at that. I, I told you I, I had what I wanted to say, and I got it. So Yeah, that was perfect. you have anything I to have, add, I guess? <laughs> I have nothing to add, um, at least related to this game. Um, I do have a something that I want to add just to educate our listeners, though. Yeah, please um, do. So you, you had said, uh, yeah, no, I got you. Uh, <laughs> you. You had said that Hawaii has more islands than the Ducks had. It's shots populated with more islands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there. 
I mean, that, that kind of applies, I think, to pretty much every NHL team. Pretty much every game. I don't think I've seen a game with this many shots before. That maybe has happened. But there are 137 recognized islands in Hawaii. So. Oh, holy shit. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, no, there's a lot more than you think. But, um, yeah, the, the, the state of Hawaii official, officially recognizes only 137. There's only eight only major islands. <laughs> there's eight major ones. And then it says... According to the first sentence of their Wikipedia page, several atolls, um, which I don't know what that is. Oh, a ring-shaped coral reef. Cool. That. Some, oh, cool. That, I mean, it has a picture, so it makes sense. But mm-hmm. um, and it's numerous smaller islet islets, which is just a very small island. So now we know, 137 total islands. Now we know, and now we know something for later in the show. By the way. Oh, sick. I, I feel like I know what it is, and that's yeah. good. That, that gives me uh, <laughs> a lot less stress. Um, you, you had brought up John Gibson for the, the positive of that game um, against the Panthers, and I agree with you 100%. Uh, there was still a lot of talk about this trade deadline, as there always is. There's always the speculations where, you know, whether it's networks being like, oh, this guy might be traded, tune in, yeah. and we'll, you'll hear it here first, or it's like just random people throwing out ideas. John Gibson's name was out there a lot early this morning. It was, and that kind of terrified me, especially on the NHL network. Um, Obviously, John Gibson had a 10-team list that he could select from. Um, So who knows if this team was even on there, but they were talking about the Edmonton Oilers needing Mm -hmm. some goaltending help, and that's the name that they were looking at. And I was like, oh, dear God, you don't want to... It's a little bit different on if you're just doing a rental in yeah. the division, mm-hmm. you do not want to have John Gibson on the other side for the, the next, what, three no. years that he has on his contract or something like that. Yeah, you no. don't want that. Yeah, so I was very I, happy that I just didn't. I mean, first of all, I was happy it didn't happen in general. So, because mm-hmm. I, I still, I still, I still, man, I, I feel like we need the buttons like uh, from the Dark Knight. I believe in John Gibson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but, okay. Okay. I, me, oh. Maybe that's something we need to add to the merch store when it gets launched here, which should be soon, people. We're just mm-hmm. finalizing the last couple of things and merch will be available. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a good idea, actually. Um, <laughs> I believe in John Gibson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, I, I don't know. I'll just see if there's buttons available. We could at least do stickers. Which is which is just fine. I'm not mm-hmm. a not a big button guy, but no. a big sticker guy. So yeah. Um, what was I going to say uh, about John Gibson? Oh, the, the thing I realized, though, with that is that I mean, it's it's obviously not the majority. At least I don't think it's the majority of Ducks fans, but there's definitely the crowd out there that is not a fan of John Gibson. They were like, he had some good years, but that was like three years ago. The and, guy is only 28. He is in yeah. the prime of his career. Yeah, exactly. And the Ducks oh. haven't been fantastic. People are like, I get it, but like, even if you look at all the advanced stats and take into account the team, he's still like not a, even an average goaltender. And I'm like, okay, but like, how would you feel if you were playing in front of this? Sorry to say, shitty ass team. Yeah, it's no, it's <laughs> like, not. It, it's not great at times, and especially yeah. over the last while. It has especially been like great. it was fantastic for four years, and you're like, this is a fun team to play for, and then yeah. just falls off a cliff, and you're stuck with whatever this has been. It, it's like, <laughs> and it, it all all the blame falls on you. Like, no wonder he hasn't been playing great. Like, I believe when this team is good, or if he went to a very good team. It, it, like he would be playing elite goaltender level hockey. I, I know yeah. we didn't put him in the the talk when we talked about elite goaltenders a few episodes back, but that, mm-hmm. he was playing awfully at that time. So 
I, I still believe, and this was even before we started doing this show, and I and I really started to focus more on the Anaheim Ducks. I still believe that John Gibson is a underrated goaltender in the NHL. A hundred absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That's not even up for debate that he's yeah. underrated. Like a, a lot of people just are like, oh yeah, John Gibson. He's like that goalie in Anaheim that unfortunately plays in Anaheim. <laughs> the, <laughs> but, that's what outsiders think. So yeah, but could have potentially been the backup. And I mean, depending like on how things could have gone or that, um, he could have, I think, had the starting role potentially for Team USA for the Olympics if the NHL had gone. Oh, so, absolutely. There, there was a yeah. lot more pointing to Connor Hellebuck being the starting guy. Yeah. But he's kind of had a rocky season too. And it hasn't just been like a spurt of it. It's been for mm-hmm. most of the season. Yeah. So. Th- this is something I've, I've thought about too, but just like haven't brought up on the show. Um, just because I, I, I just keep forgetting about it whenever it's come up. But like we've talked about how since the All Star break, John Gibson has been awful. But yeah. you think about it, and that time when they were doing like all their makeup games, John Gibson was supposed to be on Team USA as a starter or a backup goalie. Yeah, and then all of a sudden to find out you're not, like that, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't be playing my best if I was supposed to be playing for a gold medal in um, where were the Olympics again? I didn't watch them, so I don't remember Japan or uh, China. It was in China. China. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know that they're different countries. I'm not racist. I just actually couldn't remember. <laughs> couldn't remember I didn't watch, like, yeah, no, it, <laughs> it, was, it was in China. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, like obviously he wasn't playing his best. Like that, that he, he just had like a major life event taken away from him. So yeah. I, I mean, I think that has to do part of it as well. And instead, he went and got drunk in Vegas, and he was dealing with the hangover for the last like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's 28. Hangovers do last that long. I've been told. So. <laughs> Once you get up there, anyways. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully John Gibson didn't get traded. But we have a lot of trades to talk about since uh, the Josh Manson trade we covered last episode. Yeah, which, that was that was just the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> really, it really was. <laughs> and I mean, we knew that it was coming. Like Lindholm was on the block, Raquel was on yeah. the block. Very few players were actually safe. Yeah, um, and yeah, like the. I, th- I feel like, just speaking in general here, we got solid returns for all of these players. I I believe so. I, I don't think that any team overpaid. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't... We'll, we'll maybe see, like, what some of these players do and what some of these picks turn into, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of these we got, we're going to be waiting a while to see, you know, if there's a, yeah. quote, winner of these trades. But mm-hmm. Yeah, the trade trees for these are going to be insane. Oh yeah, I'm l- I'm looking at the uh, the Lindholm one right now, and I'm like, oh, that could go in so many directions right there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll start we'll go in chronological order. So yeah. we'll start with the Nick Delorier trade that happened over the weekend. I don't remember which day. It doesn't matter. Uh, um, it was the 19th, which was what today is Monday, so Friday, Saturday, Friday, Friday. Okay. No, Saturday. Sorry, yeah, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I just so, pull up a calendar for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick Delorier went to the Minnesota Wild, provide a little bit of grit in their bottom six. In return, we got a third round pick in 2023. Now, that's not the first round pick that Pittsburgh was going to give us last year, but but a third round pick for 2023, which is going to be a very deep draft. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good return, not going to lie. Yeah, exactly. And Delorier is a UFA at the end of this year, I believe. So he's just a rental yeah, for Minnesota. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if we brought 
Delorier back because I think yeah. he fits in really well with the team. Kind of He's, a Derek Grant situation. Yeah, we're going to send yeah. you off, but we'll we'll bring you back. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, Delorier can go wherever he wants. He can stay in Minnesota. Yeah. Like, whatever. But I, I think the Ducks, uh, Verbeek, I should say, mm-hmm. He's gonna pick up the phone and, and call Delorier. Yeah, agent, I guess. Yeah, he he brings that toughness to this team, right? Um, if you know the the enforcer's not really a thing in the NHL anymore, but he's the closest thing to it. He's yeah. a guy that you put out on the ice. What was? Oh man, there was there was something I saw the other day, like after he had gotten traded. It was like something along the lines of like, imagine being Kirill Kaprizov. Um, you can go around, put up a guarantee forty. Uh, along with, you know, you can hack guys and do whatever the fuck else, and no one's going to touch you because Nick Delorier is salivating on the bench ready to fucking murder <laughs> you if you do anything. <laughs> yeah, like, every time I see Nick Delorier, I'm like, this guy needs to be tested for rabies because he's just, like, he <laughs> he's just ready tell. to go. He's, like, ready yeah. to fuck someone up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so, yeah, for, for Minnesota, that's... Uh, I was saying this from the start, like as soon as the Parise and Suter stuff, uh, ha- like the buyouts happened. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, this is the year they have to push for it. And they mm-hmm. absolutely can. Um, yeah. Nick Delorier, obviously not going to be a big time contributor on the points or anything like that for the mm-hmm. Minnesota Wild going to the playoffs there. But he just brings that grit and it's, it's the intangibles, right? That he brings. Yeah. Um, to a team that wants to make a deep run. The, the, I mean, obviously, the goal for every playoff team is to win the Stanley Cup, but I think more than anything is that for the Minnesota Wild. So, because mm-hmm. after this, you're fucking hand locked or like handcuffed with uh with the with the cap here, and it's only going to get worse realistically. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like you said, they got to go for it, and yeah. uh, definitely check out the Soda Pod on the Hockey Podcast Network. Yes, and because they they'll cover the Minnesota Wild, and they have a lot to talk about between. Um, Mark Andre Fleury, in case you lived under a rock for the, <laughs> over the weekend, he went there. Um, they got uh, Tyson Jost from Colorado, and then they got Nick Delorier. They also picked up a defenseman. I don't remember. Who. Uh, it was, it was that was the San Jose trade, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Oh right? yes, Bro- oh, No, it's no, not it was that. Um, I can pull it up here. Uh, Middleton from San Jose. Middleton, right? Yeah, yeah not Jacob Middleton in exchange for Kakinen. So yeah. They, they, mm-hmm. they stocked up on all positions, so you, you can tell they're going for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota also picked up, man, this, this guy really gets around. Uh, Minnesota <laughs> Wild also acquire uh, future considerations from the Seattle Kraken for Victor Rask. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the Nashville Predators today put out a thing because they also had a deal that had future considerations for it. Yeah. Uh, they put out a tweet saying, like, thank you, future considerations, for everything you did for the franchise. I <laughs> love <laughs> uh, just become this meme now of like, oh, like poor future considerations, just like can't find a fucking spot in the NHL to stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. Uh, let's move on to the Hampus Lindholm trade. Um, we Which sent, this uh, was massive. This was a big one. A yeah. Big one, yeah. We sent him to Boston um, along with Cody Curran, a minor league player, just to just to balance things out, I guess. Uh, yeah. We also retained 50% of Lindholm's salary. So that explains the big haul, you know. Big-name yeah. defenseman, retained half the salary, and uh, they, they actually signed him to an extension that we'll get to after as well, and then also... Mm-hmm. Cody Curran. But in return, we got John Moore, a minor league player. Um, prospect, I know you know how to pronounce this, but I want to try. Uh, Yerho 
Vakaninen. Uh, Vakaninen. Yeah. Vakaninen. Okay. You're you're close. Right. You're honestly closer than I would have been without the pronunciation written out here. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then we got three picks as well. So we got uh, Boston's first round pick in 2022, next year. Um, a second this round summer. In, this year, sorry. Yeah. Uh, a second pick in 2023 and a second round pick in 2024. So three years of picks. Yeah. And those are all seconds. Boston originals as well. It's not they acquired it from somewhere else. So. Yeah. So they're they're going they're going yeah. all in as well for. Um, for the next few years, actually, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lindholm, I think a huge addition for them. Um, I, I forgot to pull up his extension here, so let me. Uh, uh, eight, eight years, fifty-two million dollars, which is six and a half uh, annually. Yeah. Also, it says reportedly a no movement clause. That is mm-hmm. just in this article. So it's not confirmed yet. So yeah. Uh, what I was reading, I forget where I was reading it from. So I apologize if uh, anyone's listening and they know it. Um, the Ducks did offer more money, is what it sounded like. It was the mm-hmm. term, though. That was the yeah. that was the that was the deal breaker. So, which it sounded like we kind of knew that going into it already. I think, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it it sucks. But you know, obviously, we got a, a hopefully good return here. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that first round pick turns out to be a guy that can replace a Hampus Lindholm. Or something like that. So potentially, yeah. But yeah, we'll have to see here. So yeah, um, Lindholm is twenty eight, so that con- that eight year contract. I think at least thirty six. Oh, sorry, seven year contract. I guess it was. Um, oh, I no, thought it was. No, eight. he signed a yeah, six. It's eight. Oh no, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, it is eight. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. No, seven is free agency. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I happen to be looking at his current contract, which oh, is a gotcha. six year one. Yeah. <laughs> no, eight year deal. Um. So yeah, yeah walks so until he's 30, 36. 36. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that we didn't want to pay that. And because Verbeek has a blank slate and also all of these other young guys to sign, yeah. it yeah, it unfortunately makes sense. Um yep. Cat Friendly has a full no move and a full no trade for the first five years of that deal. So up until On Lindholm for Boston. Seven. Yeah. Oh shit. And then in the last three years, it's a modified no trade where he, uh, Lindholm, submits a 15-team no trade list. So that's a big contract. They're, so Boston's already looked paid. ahead to those last three years. So they, they kind of have their own way out of it if it's not working out yeah. as much anymore. Okay. Yeah, they, they that's could always, trade it, yeah. Because like for me, obviously, I'm not an NHL GM outside of you know playing fucking franchise mode on Chell. Uh, but even then, I'm not like if if uh, there's like a 28 year old or something like that, and I'm looking at a free agency. I'm not going into like the mid to later 30s. I'm trying, like, I'm mm-hmm. trying not to do that. And like, it still surprises me when like real life GMs do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, though, with what you're saying there of like a 15 team trade uh, or no trade, um, that that makes a lot more sense because then there's still okay, he could be moved if for some reason it's not working out anymore. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like this deal for Lindholm um, from his perspective. Oh, yeah, it's I like a great it for deal from his perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think Boston is showing that they're uh, they're going for it for next for this year, sorry, and next year as well since they don't yeah. know how long they have Bergeron for, and he's obviously yeah, I was gonna part say of it's, their organization. But Yeah, I was going to say it's realistically however long Patrice Bergeron wants to go for. It. He'll mm-hmm. probably just be signing one year after one year 
kind yeah. of thing until he just decides that he can't do it anymore. So yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's kind of like the Penguins and uh, and Sidney Crosby with Evgeny Malkin there, right? As long as you have those guys, you're going for it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it makes sense, but also it shows that they're kind of planning for the future because Lindholm's yeah. going to. The way I see Lindholm, the way he plays the game is he's He'll not always right going to be like your yeah exactly. But he's he's not always going to be that top defenseman. Like I think as the years goes on, he's going to kind of regress down to that second and third pairing. And yeah, it sucks you're paying six and a half million dollars for your second and third pairing guy, but it's all the intangibles that he he's yeah. going to bring, and he's still going to be an effective player. So I think that um, I, I don't foresee this contract aging poorly. I think it's. Just yeah, fine, not but. for a, not for quite a while at least. Not for a long so, time. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, we get a haul. Like sure. <laughs> yeah, we we get a haul, my dude. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no issues. Another first rounder for this year in 2 seconds that we can use. One of them yeah. being in in that deep 2023 draft, mm. supposedly deep. So, I would essentially say that's two first rounders for Hampson Hall. Yeah. Looks good. Cuz well, yeah, the way the draft works, Boston would have a high second round pick, right? Uh, I always forget if the NHL drafts snakes or not. Yeah, I think it's snakes after the second. It, is it after the second? Yeah, okay. so this would be a later so second, it, it potentially. Would probably be a later do. second. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, anything else on the. I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't have anything else specifically on the Lindholm. Trades. Okay, so unless you do, we can take a quick break. Um, do you want me to get some stats on more in uh, in? Oh, sure, yeah, just a little kind of what they're doing kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I, I uh, honestly didn't know if they had played in the NHL. I kind of just okay. assumed they didn't. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So John Morey's he's got a cap hit of two point seven five million. Um, thirty one year old left shot. Um. He's in the second last year of a five-year contract that was signed with Boston there. Um, and uh, yeah, where's his, where's his stats here? Here we go. Uh, so this season with the Bruins, he hasn't played a whole lot uh, with them specifically. Just really mm-hmm. not a whole lot this season, actually, which is kind of surprising. Um, this year with the Boston Bruins, though, seven games played, one assist for uh, like on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played more minutes, though, in the past. The 1920 yeah. season uh, with Boston, 24 games, had only three points. Uh, but the season before that, though, in 1819, uh, played 61 games, had 13 points there. Um, this guy's kind of yeah bounced around the league for a little bit. Um, has been playing in the NHL since, uh, I'd say solidly at least, since 2011 with, uh, with Columbus there. Um, but yeah, just like he, he's, his gameplay here is just kind of varied wildly so he'll definitely be a guy that's between the nhl and the ahl i would imagine mm-hmm. we'll probably um, see him up for the rest of the season oh yeah for the rest of this season though we'll, we'll definitely uh we'll definitely need him there so mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah if, career, he's a, if he's your left shot guy like he fills yeah. in perfectly for Lindholm. so yeah a career high 22 uh points that was in the 16 17 season with the new jersey devils so okay but yeah uh and then going to uh Vekaninen, uh, younger guy there, which is exactly what Pat Verbeek is wanting. Uh, 23-year-old out of uh, Finland there. Um, he's currently in uh, the last season as well of his contract, uh, which is a four-year deal. Uh, he's making just under $900,000. 
Um, so it's you know a really cheap deal and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, has played very sparingly as well in the NHL, uh, totaling only 31, uh, 31 games since the 2018-2019 season, but this year was the most that he had played. Uh, 15 games, has four points in that time. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's players. So it's players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's really it. Um, cool. We'll talk more about the picks. Um, I think in, well, obviously in the future because they haven't happened yet. But I, I yeah. think just in terms of like, um, you know, short term movement of assets, there's there there might be something in the works here that um that could be intriguing but we'll yeah. we'll get to it at the end we'll do all the, the speculation <laughs> stuff <laughs> at, once we know how how long how we're doing for time so yeah um yeah we've got a couple more trades to talk about as well um and, and break down but we'll do that on the other side of this break so um we'll uh hear from our friends over at DraftKings. and now that you know everybody's roster going into the rest of the season in playoffs. Now might be a fantastic time to, you know, place some bets on uh, Stanley Cup winners and things like that. So who knows? Uh, you might win big. Might not, but you might win big. Um, and you can do so with promo code THPN at DraftKings. And uh, there's more that Nate will tell you about. And we'll see you on the other side of the break. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if that team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older? Restrictions apply. See content description or DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, just quickly here, sorry. Um, yeah. I've been thoroughly enjoying the, uh, out of every team possible, uh, the San Jose Barracuda, their, uh, their, their Twitter admin has been great. Uh, the person's posting like their, like their halo kills. It's been fantastic. <laughs> um, so they had tweeted just a, a little bit ago here. My boss just traded me. And then uh, Jonathan uh, Beecher, Betcher, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, who's the president of the San Jose Sharks and the Barracuda, uh, replied on his own Twitter saying, luckily it's past the trade deadline, so Central Registry voided it. You're back. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, I don't know. That's just been a fun account lately, actually. So it's been, uh, it's been entertaining to, to take a look at that. So Nice. Uh, okay, more trades to talk about here. So Ricard Raquel was the next one. Happened like um, last, right, like last second. Yeah. So and, and so for a long time we didn't actually know 
what the return was. We just knew Raquel was going to Pittsburgh. Um, it, it slowly trickled out. We eventually found out, okay, uh, 2022 second round pick. And then you're like, eee, that's maybe not what you want. But then you see like some of the other names and you're like, okay, it, it kind of makes sense that yeah. it was only a second instead of a first. Um, so Zach Aston Reese was uh, one of the players involved coming back to Anaheim. Uh, Dominic Simone was the other uh, NHL player. They've been around for a few years. We got some notes from Nick Berlansky that we'll read off um, in a second as well. And then we acquired a prospect, a goalie, um, whose name slipped my mind, uh, Kale uh, Klang. Yeah. Or Cal. And it's his, it's his signing rights as well. I'm going to clarify that quick. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he's only like 20 years old or something, yeah. right? So he... He play, I think or he's he, 19. Yeah. 19. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I know literally nothing about that guy. I didn't have time to look up anything on him. I'll so. be able to tell you in a little bit here. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, overall, I think we got some solid returns again. It's for a rental of Raquel. Um, he hasn't extended with Pittsburgh yet and I don't imagine he will until the end of the season, mm-hmm. um, or end of playoffs, I should say. So it makes sense that it's not a ton, but I think we got a lot of good pieces back that we could use or, you know, we could not. And also there's the option of, you know, signing Raquel later uh, mm-hmm. in free agency. So, yeah, no, not a, I don't know. I I feel like this was an underwhelming trade, but when I like step back and look at it, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. There's benefits to it. Yeah. Um, no, I, sorry. I, Tune out a slight bit. I don't know if you okay. said that there's a 35% retention on Raquel as well by the Anaheim I didn't Ducks. say that. I, I didn't okay. say that. I didn't even know that, actually. So. Uh, yeah, so 35%, which is about $1.3 million uh, there. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that second-round pick. Uh, yeah, at first it was like, oh, okay, you can kind of see it. And, like, when it was first trickling out, it was just a 2022 second, a prospect, and a player. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay. Obviously, you want to see what it is because – Remember last year, uh, Bob Murray was asking for a first overall pick and a like a high end prospect for Ricardo Raquel. So it's like, yeah, uh, okay, but yeah, you got some depth pieces here that you can obviously do something with still mm-hmm. in uh, Dominic Simone, Aston Reese, and uh, yeah, young goalie and uh, in Clang there. So uh, yeah. I don't know where where do you want me to start on that? Do you want Clang or do you want um, uh, do you want yeah. to talk about what? Uh, Berlansky said or uh let's start with Klang yeah and then okay. we can we can talk about the other guys yeah sure so uh yeah Kelly Klang uh was a was just drafted in the 2020 uh draft there uh 77th overall he was a third round pick by the Pittsburgh Penguins um is currently unsigned so we have his signing rights we you know it, it's basically in the idea of like okay now we drafted him right we have first dibs at at signing him or that sort of thing um, yeah, hasn't played any North American hockey yet, but uh, I did pull up his uh, his elite prospects are uh, here. Um, no, wait, that's not his elite prospects. Where did that go? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> way too many tabs open. Yeah, eh? I have so many tabs open right me, now. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, nineteen year old out of uh, Sweden. He's currently playing for. I am going to butcher this. Uh, Rogel BK uh, in the SHL. Uh, this season so far, he's played uh, 17 games, has a 10-5 and 0 record, a 2.28 goals against, and a 9.15 save percentage with a shutout in there. Nice. Um, he also represented uh, Sweden for 
just the uh, for the U twenty team, uh, just international junior play, um, where uh, he played four games, had a one point two goals against and a nine fifty one save percentage, uh, with a shutout in there, a two two and zero yeah. record. <laughs> um, so that's good. yeah, so that's just this season as a nineteen year old. Uh, mm. Which okay, you take a look at like the junior numbers, and yeah, that's fantastic. But as a 19-year-old, this guy is putting up a 915 in the SHL, which is the top league in Sweden. You get a lot of guys coming uh, out of there, right? Yeah. Who are highly touted and that sort of yeah. thing. So I, I feel like there's a lot of sweet like goalies that come out of Sweden as well. Yeah, like Swe- the Swedish league. So. Yeah, Sweden has been awesome for goaltenders lately. Um, so to make it as um, a, correct me if I'm wrong, but just judging by the name doesn't sound like a Swedish name so I would imagine he's not a Swedish national uh or am I wrong <laughs> sorry what do you what do you mean by that like he's like like was like his was he like born in Sweden or was he like oh yeah oh he was yeah he, yeah he is Swedish so oh wow yeah, he's a Swedish yeah. kid okay um cool so, I didn't know that I assumed like just by the name I was like oh it yeah. sounds like a Canadian or American name yeah. and like he's just going to play in Sweden. But okay, that um, makes sense. Yeah, so, so uh I do I do have the description here from Elite Prospects from their 2020 uh draft guide as well. Okay. So describe uh he plays from his goal line out, rarely getting caught stranded too far from his crease and is difficult to beat around the post or down low. Uh he has a great read of the game and doesn't seem to struggle with adapting to a stronger pace of play. He also recovers well when he does allow a tough goal. Now, I'm I'm reading that honestly for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to, you know, hype this kid up or that sort of thing. Honestly, we may never see him in a Ducks uniform, mm-hmm. but knowing, you know, he's it's okay where he's from, but hearing or I guess reading this reminds me a lot of a guy who just recently had his number retired by the New York Rangers, Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, I, I just right. like the description feels very Lundqvist, right? Because mm-hmm. Lundqvist also didn't like you know play out very far, was able to recover really quickly. Um, yeah, didn't get beat low or at the posts very often or that sort of thing, right? So mm-hmm. um, obviously promising or that sort of thing. We'll have to see if we uh, if the, if the Ducks do sign him or that. But uh, yeah, I mean, a goalie in the third round um, and early in the third round as well at uh, number seventy seven there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good start at least even, mm-hmm. uh, on this trade before you get into, uh, Aston Reese and Simone who can be roster players right now. So, and, and have been yeah. for other teams in their careers already. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And the thing with goalies is like, you might as well just like put them all up on a wall and like throw a dart to pick. Like, yeah, <laughs> aside from guys like flurry and price who were like, you know, very, very high picks they're mm-hmm. It's, they're so hard to predict. So, like, this guy could be the next best goalie in the league, or he could just be, you know, like, fringe starter, AHL goalie, yep. maybe backup. Like, you have no idea. But, you know, having a bunch of options at goalie is mm-hmm. important, I think. So, and yeah, especially because, like, this guy will probably be coming into the NHL, like, as Gibson's career is, like, wrapping up. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, and hopefully Dostal's in there as well. So hopefully there's yeah. a little bit of like, okay, let's call this guy up. Get He's got a little bit of a relatable guy in Dostal. Um, and then also like there's the veteran experience of Gibson. So like if this kid ends up turning out to be something, like the timeline works out mm-hmm. quite nicely for when he would um, be in the league. So yeah. Yeah. But 
like you said, not trying to hype them up too much, but it's uh, <laughs> it's just a good option to have, yeah. really. So, okay. Um, you had some stuff on uh, Simona and Eston Reese from uh, our buddy Berlansky over at uh, Tip of the Iceberg. Yeah, we have to clarify Nick Berlansky because there's two Nicks on that podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from Aston or from Nick on Aston Reese here says fantastic penalty killer, which is good. Uh, great analytical numbers at five on five, which is also good. Um, yeah. Aston Reese is a forward, by the way, uh, left wing, I believe. Um, yeah, pretty sure it's left wing. Um, uh, but terrible finish. So great playmaker, <laughs> but just can't finish. Um, which kind of sounds like a lot of our problems, which isn't fantastic. Yeah, but you know what, though? Um, I'm taking a look at his cap friendly right now. He's on the only year of a one-year deal, uh, $1.725 million, uh against the cap there. Uh, this season, he played 52 games with the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have just... They've still, I'm, I'm still confused by the idea of the Pittsburgh Penguins and why they won't just fucking die. Um, <laughs> uh, he's played 52 games with them, put up two goals and 11 points uh, mm-hmm. during that time. So, yeah, I've I've heard of Aston Reese before, like yeah. as a depth guy, and I don't follow Pittsburgh a ton, so like that's got to be a decent sign that like he's had some flashes of being really good. So. Yeah. He's had a, he's had a career high of seventeen points in forty three games during the eighteen nineteen season with the Penguins. So that's not bad as like a a depth yeah. guy, like yeah. just under half a point per game. So but yeah, yeah, no, and, and solid. And he's been, um, yeah, throughout his throughout his time there, barring you know the the first year of him playing in seventeen eighteen there, uh, he's been good for. I mean, he's at eleven points now. His career high is 17 but over the last three years 17 13 15 so Consistent. he's he's good for yeah he's good for like mid 10s maybe we can get him to a to 20 points for that well, probably yeah. not but we'll, we'll have to see so mm-hmm. and you know what like I, I i shouldn't say that like our problem is finishing offensively like because we well it is but like we have the guys that can we yeah we have finish. some guys yeah. that can do it now yeah so if if this guy just ends up being like the guy that ends up with, you know, like one goal and like yeah. 30 assists on a season, like that's fine. Solid. Even 20, Solid. like yep. whatever. Like we we can put... That's a very guy, good year. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, exactly. We can, But we can put this guy with somebody who is willing and able to shoot the puck because you need those guys that just like get into the dirty areas and win those puck battles because that's another thing we've been harping on for the last month plus is we're yeah. not winning those puck battles. So yeah. Um, uh, Aston Reese is also a 27 year old can play either wing. It looks like here. So, Oh, okay. Um, and then Simone, it sounds very like they play very similar games. Um, mm-hmm. Nick here says has some of the best hands I've seen for a fourth liner. Um, <laughs> basically negative finishing ability. So even worse <laughs> than Aston Reese, <laughs> he'll create chances, but we'll never finish them. Shots leave something to be desired. So yeah, lots of, uh, lots of negatives. But, um, but same really thing nice hands, though. So. Yeah, same thing though. He's an expiring contract. He's only at a quarter million against the cap too. So it's really not anything in the grand scheme of things. Twenty-seven year old that can also play either wing. Um, mm-hmm. So we can just kind of slot him. Excuse me. Uh, whenever there. Uh, during his time in Pittsburgh this year, uh, fifty-five games played, three goals for nine points. Um, mm-hmm. 
and had a career high of 28 points in the 18-19 season. Man, both these guys in 18-19 with Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, 28 points in 71 games. So Nice. Um, Aston Reese um, currently makes $1.725 million. Uh, Dominic Simone, 750000 Both yeah. of those guys um, expiring contracts this year. They'll be UFAs at the end of this season. So yeah. we don't you're like looking more, see you're in the next looking 20 more, games. Whatever. Yeah, you're looking more at Clang and the pick, really, than yeah. anything. So, And this is just to help fill out the roster. So, Yeah, the next yeah exactly. Play. Yeah, so, you know, we have options. We could re-sign Raquel. We could yeah. re-sign Aston Reese and, um, and Simone. Or we could let them both walk, just like Raquel was going to do. Yeah. Like, if we didn't trade them. Like, the the options are there. Not not saying Raquel would have walked, I guess. But, like, there's the potential for these guys to walk. There's the potential for Raquel to walk. Yeah. So, it's, like you said, it's the other things that are yeah. important on this. So, Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. And this will be a great yeah. segue, I think, into the last trade of the day. Okay. Um, we, we didn't need to spend, really, any time on John Moore. Because yeah. <laughs> he's no longer a member of the Anaheim Ducks, just like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, sorry. I know this is the perfect segue, but there's one more thing I wanted to say about these, yeah, please these go, guys. Please go for it. Yeah. Um, Nick also mentioned um, in regards to Aston Reese and Simone. Uh, also, just so that we know for social media, um, instead of typing out Zach Aston Reese, uh, it's just Z A R. Z-A-R, because we're Canadian. Yeah. I couldn't handle just leaving it at Z, but <laughs> I tried to tried to be more American. Um, but he says uh, Z-A-R has a cool dog. So I went and found his dog's <laughs> Instagram, and it's it's adorable. Man. Yes. So this, let me just. This uh, is the this is the reason we trade for people. Their <laughs> is dogs. their dogs. Look at this guy. He's oh. an a, he's an Italian greyhound. He's um, just tiny. Or an Iggy. Look at it. He's in like this little cow suit onesie thing. <laughs> Dishing out cowlicks since January 2020. Love it. Um, I like this one. This was was the very first post. But look how small and just, just like helpless tiny. he is. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to hop up on the bed and he can't even make it. For those who are just listening. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. I'm going to leave this up here while we talk because eventually he gets up there and it's just so heartwarming. And then <laughs> right, he doesn't know what good. to do. But um, but yeah, you know, we got a, a player with character as well, it seems, um, yeah. in Zach Aston Reese, which is good because that's our team has. Yeah. Oh, he's is climbing character, right? Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Look, he's the, like the dog straight up climbed like he was fucking Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to show that off. The, uh, the handle is. Uh, at Carl the Iggy. So Carl right. and then the and then I-G-G-Y. Right. Apparently that's how the short, cool way of saying Italian <laughs> Greyhound. So um, so yeah, just wanted to bring that up. Okay. Reset. <laughs> Perfect segue time. Yeah. Aren't you glad we spent five minutes on John Moore for him to be on our team for four and a half seconds? Dude, I'm laughing about this because... Um... I made a joke of like, oh, maybe we trade the Ryan Kessler contract and somebody actually fucking did it. And, yeah. as soon as, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, that makes too much sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Anaheim Ducks acquire Evgeny Dadanov uh, and a 2024 uh, conditional second round pick. Uh, the conditions are that Anaheim receives Vegas's second round pick in either 2023 or 2024. Um, so Anaheim will be able to have the choice of which one they want. Um, 
No, actually, sorry. I just want to jump in on that. Um, It depends on um, the results of the condition on the Eichel trade. So we will, I'm assuming, get the... Oh, okay. So there's more common stuff. Yeah. So the Eichel trade condition is if the pick is in for their first rounder. Oh, no, sorry. It was the second round we got. Yes. Okay. So Vegas traded their 2023 second round pick um to buffalo in the eichel trade and the condition is if vegas's first round pick that they included in that deal is in the top 10 then vegas will transfer their 2024 second round pick instead of their 2023 second round pick okay so we get a pick depending on a completely different deal from a few months ago yes so we get okay. a second round pick, but it's but well, we don't know actually which go to one Buffalo. yet. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying that because yeah. yeah, all I have right here is just they receive this pick or this pick. So normally it's just okay. They get to they get yeah. to pick which one that, they want. That's what I thought too. But yeah. Cap Friendly had it all sorted out and they had the the string tied. Okay, uh, so yeah, Dadnov and a conditional second round pick in exchange for the contract of Ryan Kessler, which is just LTIR space. Which is what they need. <laughs> which is yeah, desperately need. Uh and uh and, and John Moore. So yeah. But so which you yeah. know what that, that kind of works for the ducks actually because that took off three and a half million dollars on our cap. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's fine by me. Um yeah. and also like Evgeny Dadanov is not a five million dollar player. Oh well. I have no, no issue saying that, but he's still a good forward and a good depth player. And I, uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've always kind of liked Dadnov. Like I, I try and draft him in like yeah. deeper fantasy leagues. Um, so I have him on one of my fantasy teams now as like a depth guy. And yeah, yeah no, not five million dollar player, but like consistent half point per game forward. Um, mm-hmm. Does a lot of things well. And makes up for a lot of the holes that we lost on our roster and probably will continue to have next season. Um, so, yes, it sucks paying him $5 million next year, but, well, this year and next year. But then he's he's just gone. We got a pick yep. for taking him on. So, like, if he leave, if he just walks, it's not the biggest deal. Um, mm. And we'll still be able to sign, like, have the room to sign guys like Terry, Zegris. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the important ones. So. Yeah. Uh, I will throw out there as well um, that uh, Dadanov had to submit a 10-team no-trade list. So we were not on that list. Hey, that's, that's pretty good. good. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you, you take the seven Canadian teams and then uh, Arizona. Arizona, and Buffalo. Buffalo and one other team that's worse than Anna. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which that also continues into Seattle, next maybe. year. Yeah, Seattle. Uh, that continues into next year, uh, which is also the final year of his contract. Yeah, $5 million. Uh, this season with the Vegas Golden Knights, he had played 62 games, had 15 goals, 27 points. Um, this guy can put up points, though. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with the Florida Panthers, he got his career high in the 18-19 season. Man, we're, we're going for guys in the 18-19 year, apparently. Uh, played all 82 games that season, scoring 70 points with the Florida Panthers. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that was a, a huge season, and that's where I was like, "Oh man, this guy's like pretty good." Yeah. And then he just hasn't been able to replicate it. But um, I think the closest—I yeah. mean, the the prior two seasons he got close. That nineteen twenty season that got shortened because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played sixty nine games, nice, uh, forty seven nice. points. 
Um, and then the season after, which is the, you know, the COVID season in 2021 with Ottawa, uh, 20 points in 55 games. And remember Ottawa sucked as well. So yeah, yeah, exactly. The only team they could seem to beat was the Calgary flames for whatever reason, but they just got their (laughs) ass handed to them by the other five teams, uh, that they had to play that year. So, um, yeah, it's really just with Vegas this year, but honestly, Vegas is just a absolute train wreck. And I love that. This was something that I talked about on a different podcast that I was on for a little bit of how I, I, I thought that with the way that Vegas was just, you know, Oh, okay, we we have somebody that can replace you. Doesn't we? We have no loyalty. Get the fuck out of here, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and I think that was even before the Mark Andre Fleury stuff. I was talking about that. It was uh, uh, Nate mm-hmm. Schmidt. That's what I was talking yeah. uh, mainly about it. And I love how now it's. I'm. I'm obviously. I'm not taking like credit for this thought or anything like that. Right. Like obviously, a lot of people can generate this after looking at what Vegas does. Um. But it was like I said that, and now you have you know the 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 top guys in uh, in the hockey industry like Jeff Merrick and stuff like that who are you know saying this as well. And I remember when I first yep. said it, man, I got blasted on social media for it. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's turning towards it, and I'm just like, was it was it really that far of an idea though? Like, yeah. <laughs> like Vegas is and Nate's like laying in bed at like one two in the morning, <laughs> scrolling back in his twenties. Like, why do I post so much? I want to retweet this thing from yeah, 2018. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I had quite a few people who were just like, no, you got it all wrong. Like everyone's going to want to go to Vegas still. And that it's like, yeah, they want to go for the money. But after that, w- like once, once your pen is to the paper there, unless you have a no, like a no trade clause, they don't give a fuck about you at for, for Bill Foley, the Vegas golden Knights, they only care about winning the Stanley cup, which that's awesome. But they are, mm-hmm it's eventually going to become, okay, I can get my money there, but am I really going to be around very long? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd say if I was to give a rating on this trade deadline. The, the, tra- I, the week, yeah. The week. Like, yeah, like just everything, like from Josh Manson to now, that, that's really when our trade deadline yeah. was. Okay, f- out of out of five stars, what are you giving it? Uh, I was going to give a grade, but, um, but out of five stars, I'm going to give like a four out of five. Like, yeah, I agree with that. It's ab- above average. It's not fantastic. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, I, they did, a, like, they being Pat Verbeek, did a lot of good things, but I, I, can't, I can't give it a five out of five because that would be like, what teams like Minnesota and, and the Rangers and like those kind of teams did where it's like, okay, we're going for the cup. This is going to be awesome yeah. to watch. Like there's, they, he made a bunch of good trades, but like, I'm just kind of like, oh man, the season's over. Like that's what this means. Yeah. Like the see, Okay. Now I'll give it a four and a half out of okay. five. Okay. Because I'm seeing, you know, there's a good goalie prospect in there. One mm-hmm. of the guys that we picked up, we were able to turn around right away. So, you know, we gained an asset mm-hmm. uh, in that respect. But I'm also looking at, it's kind of what I talked about earlier where it was, um, no, it's not going to happen this year, probably not next year, but you're looking a little bit into the future, right? Like that's your that's your hope. That's where this team is looking towards right now. Mm-hmm. And I am seeing, uh, we'll, we'll go back to Manson because that was, you know, the start of everything. Uh, I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven draft picks acquired. 
And they like the lowest one here is a third round pick. Mm-hmm. And that's two of those. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Sorry, just one. Yeah, Everything that, else that, is a second or a first yeah. round pick. Mm-hmm. So that is just stocking up and taking a look at uh, the draft picks that we have for the next few years. Um, which, yeah, when the, when the trade deadline was going on and it was like, oh, okay, for a 2024 draft pick, I'm like, man, 2024 is like so fucking far away. No, nah, it's like two years, bitch. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, take a look at this year for the draft, which is a pretty good year for the draft, it sounds like. Uh, two first-round picks. We still hold our own. Uh, two second-round picks. A fourth, two, fifth, uh, two fifths, and a sixth. Look to next year. You have our own first-round pick still. Uh, you have three second-rounders, two third-rounders. Uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth. We're missing our seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even to 2024, we have all of our picks along with Boston's second for that year. So we have stocked up on picks, which are all in, you know, the first, what's the math? Yeah, the first 64 picks, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to some quality players and four. Okay, you want to look at it like the, the 2023 draft where, you know, that should be deep. The mm-hmm. first three rounds, we have six of those picks. Yeah. That's awesome. Potentially seven, depending on what goes yeah. on with that Vegas one. Yeah, so we'll have to see there. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, they're not going to be like, okay, we've drafted them; they're playing for us the next season. But like, yeah, we're, we're not years. Yeah, we're not going to pull the mistakes of. Um, there, there's quite a few teams that have done it. Uh, say, say oh, the lots, yeah. Rangers with Lafreniere. I think he could have used a season down in the minors still or something like that. Yeah, um, we saw it like a lot in the early 2010s with the Edmonton Oilers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, the, oh, there's one other example I had in my head, but I can't think of it right now. Um, but yeah, I don't. We're not going to be pulling that mistake. Pat Verbeek has already talked about how you know he he wants these guys to develop in the minors and that sort of thing. So yeah, um, and and be ready to join the NHL. So mm-hmm. he wants to give them their time, let them develop, and everything like that. So um, for this trade deadline, this is the most active trade deadline that we've had in our three years of doing this show. And mm-hmm. it's by far the best one at the same time. Uh, cause some, cause sometimes it is good to be inactive and yeah. have a good one. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, this was active. Uh, we did very well. I think we picked up guys that, you know, will help just fill out the roster for this year. They might, you know, prove that they're, they're worthwhile even more. So f- like for the future of the Anaheim ducks as well, potentially, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got guys that fill out the roster. You got a, a nice goaltending prospect in there, which those are always good to have too. Um, and I mean, really, Anaheim, knock on wood, we haven't really missed in the goaltending department really no. over the duration of the franchise really for the, mm-hmm. what, like 27, 28 years this team has been around, yeah. right? Haven't had too many, you know, bad cracks at goaltending. So um, I, I can't think of a time where, our goaltending has been the issue. Yeah. Yeah. What I should say when our fully healthy goaltending has been mm. the issue. Like yep. we've always had solid, reliable. Anaheim has literally run into the problem of having too many good goaltenders that they Multiple had to times. ship. Yeah, yeah. That they had to ship them off. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's not a bad problem to have. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I'll give it a, I'll give it a four and a half. We got a lot of solid high end picks, uh, 
quite a few of them for uh, 2023 mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah, we picked up guys that'll just help fill out the roster. Got a good prospect. Yeah, I, and and you know what, we got we got the return as well on everybody that would have been a major loss to lose to just free agency. We mm-hmm. actually were like Pavar Beek was able to get a deal for all three of those big names coming out yeah. of Anaheim. So yeah, which is perfect. Yeah, I, I, I'm not very, not very honestly not too many GMs in my recollection have always been successful with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, last move I want to say, and then we'll take a a quick break here. Um, this one uh just kind of flew under everybody's radar, and it's it's not the biggest, so I figured we'd save it for last. But uh, we uh. Picked, we made a waiver claim, picked up a guy by the name of Gerald Mayhew from the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. That was a couple days ago. Um, totally missed that. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. And uh, I did see it, but I didn't really know anything yet okay. to say anything about it. I'm just pulling up his stuff yeah. uh, No, that's here totally right fair. Now. Depth guy, UFA, $800,000, yeah. 29 years old. He's a body that is going to fill out our roster for the Yep. rest of the year maybe re-signed to another minor contract mm-hmm. like uh 25 games this season with the philadelphia flyers six points in that time but yeah so yeah that very very little to say on that front but yeah, yeah just in, just in case you're watching the game and you're like who is mayhew and where did he come from <laughs> now you know um yeah. so yeah we got a couple more things to fill out on the the podcast here um upcoming games we're going to get to we're going to do some speculation on uh some of these other assets that we've acquired so if you want to dive down the rabbit hole with us definitely uh stay tuned for that uh, but before that we're going to hear from um our friends over at the grit and barrett uh podcast um he richard hosts this one he does a game over segment um, he's done it the last couple Mm-hmm. Last year for sure. I think, and he wants to do it again this year. Yeah. But as teams are eliminated, he wants to bring him into chat. It was a lot of fun when we uh, went on and talked to him last year. So mm. um, I'm sure we'll we'll do that again in the near future. So, um, so yeah, it, it, while you're thinking of it, might as well go and subscribe to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and uh, you can get that little mini series done and, and get updated on when we appear on that, and maybe some of your other favorite THPN shows as well. But on the other side of the break, we'll uh, have some more discussion here. Hello, my name is Richard Blosser, host of the Grit and Barrett podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, covering the Hershey Bears, the 11-time Calder Cup champions of the American Hockey League, and the 2018 Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. Each Tuesday, I recap Bears games, give you Bears news, notes, and nuggets, and all of the hockey news that matters to me, whether it's the American Hockey League, the NHL, or banter about hockey jerseys. This hack brings you high energy. They score! Connor McMichael has ended the game! Unfiltered. Look, Kirko's really going to have to work hard to bring back the fan base from this pandemic because you can't just rely on vaccinations. You have a fan base that is old, stubborn, and very reluctant to change. Not to mention you got to work on bringing back families and then whatever fan base you can try and get back from other parts of the state. You just can't rely on people coming out from 81 and 78. You got to work on a fan base that's very, very hesitant to change and at times unfocused. Look, Ovechkin is basically the guy who comes into the bar, kicks open the door and says, who ordered a white Russian? Huh? Well, we all know Sidney Crosby is the guy who enters in from the side door, red carpet, 
VIP Armani suits and alligator shoes. That's just the type of guys they are. So join me every Tuesday here on the Hockey Podcast Network for the Grit and Barrett Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1. That's Grit, G-R-I-T, and B-E-A-R, it, P1, on Twitter. Available wherever you get all your podcasts. Part of the Hockey Podcast Network. With the uh, Dadunov trade, uh, I was just catching up in a, a group chat that I'm in that shared the trade in there, and he was talking, or the yeah, somebody was talking in there of uh, oh, Mark Stone and or Robin Leonard are about to be magically healed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come come like end April, beginning of May, sometime. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just seeing the chat. Deloria scored. <laughs> yeah, so in his uh, in his debut with the Minnesota Wild, making a big impact. Love it. Not in the Love way you'd it. expect. Two hits. Zero penalty minutes, though, and a goal. <laughs> Assisted by Tyson Jost, too. So that's wild that they put them on a line. Hey, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> totally unintentional, but I, I just think that's so funny. Oh, yeah, we brought you in for some grit and to you know beat people's faces in, especially the Vegas Golden Knights. Fuck uh, no, guys. fuck that. I'm going to go score a ah, goal. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to score. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out here too, just quick, because yeah. I'm like, I'm seeing it here. Uh, from underscore uh, J Robles 71, uh, Jake saying, The wild thing about having this good of a deadline is the fact that this team is also going to lose Dallas Eakins after the season ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, I don't know why this made me think of that, but, and I, I know that you know this, but as somebody who doesn't regularly follow the Flames, I've seen a couple of headlines from Daryl Sutter recently. Oh, it's great. <laughs> the dude's hilarious. He's so good. It's he's so just blunt and yeah. like oh not not short. No, oh, no. What's the... like, he's uh yeah, what a what there's a there's a term for it. I know what you mean yeah. though. He doesn't say much, but yeah. the little that concise. he says concise. he's concise. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the the first one I saw, and it made all the commentators or like the reporters, I guess, laugh. And he was just like oh, yeah. straight face, like, "Come on, next question, let's go." <laughs> it was uh, when he was asked something about the playoffs and in, in, in call against like Colorado or something. Like oh that. yeah, it was and it was about, yeah, it, it was yeah, like yeah, playing Colorado in in the playoffs is like in the first round is going to be a waste of eight days for whoever that is. <laughs> It, it was something in regards to like, are you happy with like the position your team's in? And yeah, like, just yeah, glad I'm not that, wild card. Like, that team is gonna get their ass handed to them pretty yeah. much. <laughs> that was funny. And then the one I oh, saw, yeah. um, j- just I can't remember if it was this morning or if it was yesterday, but it was. I, I just saw the headline. I didn't see the video, but it was like, oh, like how how are you handling like the stress of trade deadline? And he's like, well, I'm not going to be traded. <laughs> 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 he doesn't give a fuck about the players. Oh, so to the point, it's great. Like you can find compilations on YouTube um, of his, uh, as people have coined it, sutterisms. Nice. It's fantastic. <laughs> if you just want to like have a good laugh for about ten minutes or something like that, you could probably find a few of those compilations around. They are good. I love <laughs> listening to that man. He is yeah. so funny. I, and, and I either want to coach like that. Picks, yeah, he definitely picks his favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Haley Salvian from uh, The Athletic who covers the uh, the Calgary Flames now, was recovering the Ottawa Senators for quite a while there. 
um she was gone for i believe it's for the olympics actually she was gone for mm. and uh like sutter had noticed that she wasn't around or that and he's just like when's Haley coming back he's <laughs> <laughs> like i want to talk to her probably way nicer to look at and talk to than like all the eric other francis. you know <laughs> yeah that, the, we'll, we'll even just say the eric francis types you know like yeah. the sweaty <laughs> old white dudes yeah and i mean like Daryl Sutter's obviously one of those two, but like, he, he's got a young brain, I'm sure. Yeah, like, good old farm guy from Viking, Alberta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, what else was I going to say? So, oh yeah, so I want a coach like that, either like Daryl Sutter, that's just like hilarious to talk to, or I want yeah. like one of those newfangled young coaches, you know, that yeah. are like, you know, not like necessarily like homegrown because I don't even know who our AHL coach is, which is bad, but like <laughs> just like like fresh ideas, like young team, young yeah. coach. So yeah, either way, I think it's going to be fun, but I, yeah. I, I don't want like just like I mean, we, Dallas we, Eakins. Or I was like gonna say, a, Dallas Eakins still actually has to be gone first before we get an actual coach in here. So we'll see. But, um, you know, most GMs like to hire somebody that, you know, carries the same vision that they're looking at or something like that. So yeah, probably Eakins is gone, which I know a lot of people will be happy about. So, but we'll <laughs> Lauren, who I know listens to the show. will be, yeah, we'll be, yeah. we'll be very happy. Absolutely. So. Yeah, um, but yeah, well, uh, like we promised, we're going to get into some speculation here. We'll put the tinfoil hats on in just a second, but let's briefly talk about upcoming games, which uh, we have one coming up Wednesday at 7 p.m. Excuse me, Pacific time against the Chicago Blackhawks. And yep. not only can you just watch that game with uh, your favorite, you know, sports what network, whatever. Well, is there more that you can do while you're watching this game? There is. You can make what? nachos. You can make wings. Oh, yeah. You can go to the Ooh. bar. You can okay, sit naked on your I, couch I, if you want. Okay. Honestly, I we're recording at like 6.30 local time. I actually haven't ate anything today. You <laughs> so, anything? That's wild. No. It, it was honestly, I woke up. I went straight to the TV. Had I had the TV on. I had the iPad on with like both different channels for trade deadline. I had the computer out. and was like checking my phone. Like It, like, it was deadline for me without being an insider was mm -hmm. i just try i was trying to keep track of everything pretty much because i knew we were doing this mm -hmm. yeah and then i, I mean like I, I did the same but like we both don't live in mansions here our kitchen and living room <laughs> are almost the same room like you couldn't yeah, grab a bowl was, of cereal in the intermission we didn't have any milk <laughs> it doesn't matter just you know but yeah, it no, and grab yourself was, a ziploc yeah. container of cheerios <laughs> and just like tongue those down you don't even yeah. have to use your hands just like <laughs> <laughs> chicken packet no i was just i was just like so focused on all of that and then um if, if you're watching the video i don't have it in it right now but i went and picked up a fucking sling for my shoulder i don't know what i did to it uh i can keep you updated on the next episode because i have an appointment with a doctor on friday to see what the fuck i did to it um if you go back and watch the video though you can tell i haven't been moving my right arm too much hmm. I, uh, I didn't notice play. actually so <laughs> um but uh, yeah, so then it was okay. I had to go pick up a sling and then it was, I rushed back. I made it in time for a job interview with five minutes to spare. Uh, had that interview um, and then I transferred over to this. So I've been go, go, go since like 8 30, 9 o'clock this morning. So, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's me sitting I've, on the I've, couch in the underwear with a bowl of honeycombs <laughs> watching Trade I've Deadline. I've just been like coffee and water pretty much so the essentials but, yeah but but once we're done this i'm gonna grill for the first time this season oh, uh we got some get some hamburgers so it's gonna be good 
cool. Well, I never did uh, get out what was special about the Chicago. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just no, like, okay. you're we, making me hungry. Oh, like nachos. <laughs> Fucking wings. <laughs> no, we're uh, we're gonna be doing one of them newfangled watch-alongs on the oh, THPN yeah. YouTube channel, um, reacting to uh, the this new roster, this new era of Ducks hockey that we're gonna get yeah. to experience for twenty games. Thankfully, Chicago's in the same boat, so it could actually be a decent game. Um, yeah, and we don't have to worry about Mark Andre Fleury the other net either because uh, he's now yeah. in Minnesota. So yeah, exactly, and I, I think we're done our games against Minnesota. So I believe so nicely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can catch us on the THP and YouTube channel just a few minutes before 7 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be on um, and then we'll be, you know, reacting to the game live and doing a little bit of commentary and answering your questions. The chat's always bumping over there. Yep. So uh, it'll be a fun time. Come hang out for uh, a period during the intermissions, the whole game, whatever you feel like doing. Um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be there Wednesday uh, and that will yep. replace our live stream that we normally do. So um, yep. just it just makes sense with us recording a day late for this episode and then no sense doing a, a live stream after just that one game when that's literally all we're going to have to talk about. Yeah. Um, I guess there will then, be uh, the Nashville game that's on tonight as we're recording this in a few hours, but yeah. That's true. It, I don't I don't have high hopes for that game though. So. No, I don't either. <laughs> Never know. I mean, we got a bunch yeah. of new players, so maybe everyone's trying to prove themselves and yeah. It ends up being one of the best games of the season. Who knows? But yeah. um, so but we'll, I'm sorry. we'll push that episode a little bit to uh, yeah. uh, we'll record it Friday night. So it'll come out Saturday where mm-hmm. we'll talk about those games. Do a review, spoilery review of uh, the Batman. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that, go check that out in theaters uh, before listening to that episode. Unless you don't care about spoilers. But yeah. So and, and that'll follow our normal thing as well. Like it's gonna be the hockey talk first before we get into that. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You you don't have to like be on alert that like we're gonna be talking about the ducks and then you know shout out a Batman spoiler. Yeah. Or anything <laughs> like that. So um well it'll be very separate. Yeah, John um, Gibson so yeah. had a great game. Batman is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> 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 you gotta keep you on your fucking toes <laughs> yeah <laughs> people's hands just on like the volume button yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so watch along on wednesday uh new episode will be out on saturday and then yeah. on uh on monday we'll be back to our regular schedule again so yeah, so no issues there. But yeah, join us for the watch along. It was a lot of fun last time. Yeah, it'll be Would good. definitely recommend hopping on for a bit. Even just drop a high in the chat and yeah. uh, uh, ask a question if you want. Drop we'll a high, drop a like. Yeah. yeah, all that fun stuff. Okay, let's get into it. Just a little bit of speculation here. We don't have a ton of time. Uh, I mean, we have as much time as we want, but we like to keep it, gonna keep somewhat, it. Yeah. somewhat condensed. Somewhat. Um, with, uh, with the Ducks getting that first round pick in the Lindholm trade, um, that gives us obviously two for this upcoming year, our own, and then a first round pick. And we have a metric fuck ton of second round picks, <laughs> which, like you said, are, are a huge currency yeah. in the NHL. And there's one player that didn't get traded this deadline that um that I really thought was going to, but I think an injury maybe got in the way of that. And that's Jacob Chikrin. And the Ducks have been in there Ooh, for a yeah. long time. Um the I, I mean, obviously, I think they would want to trade Chicker into a contender. Ducks weren't really that, but now in the offseason, can kind of go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think Chikrin is going to be a, could be a solid replacement for Lindholm and, and or Manson. Lindholm yeah. slash Manson. Obviously, you can't replace both of those guys. <laughs> but um, the Coyotes want a first-round pick, and they want a prospect. We just acquired some prospects that, you know, we're not too emotionally a chan- 
attached mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, we could give them the the Boston first round pick. We could throw in a couple seconds because we have a ton of those. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, gets a few more people into the games. Like it's not full on rebuild mode. Not to compare Chikrin to this guy, but like you look what the Rangers did. Like they were like, yeah, we're going full rebuild. It's going to be a few years. Oh, now we got Artemi Panarin. Guess we're not rebuilding anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes just that Panarin, one extra piece. Yeah. Yeah. Just that one extra piece just takes you up. So, like, we get prime Zegris, prime Terry, um, another year of Drysdale, Jacob Chikrin, John Gibson returns to form. Like, all of a sudden, we're not looking like a rebuilding team. We're looking like it's looking on the good. cusp into the playoffs. And yeah. then, oh, now all of a sudden, this team is in win now. Let's let's yeah. go. Which is exactly so, what Pat Verbeek believes this team to be, and that's why he wanted to take this job. Is it's not he he won't be starting from the ground up. He's like, there's you know a few things done here at least that it's mm-hmm. kind of like a midway point. So he's yeah. just here to finish it off, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And getting Jacob Trickman would be absolutely huge. Oh yeah. And like I I don't know. Well, I guess Arizona's not in our division anymore. So like no, yeah, aren't. we still <laughs> see him a few times a year, but like it, it's not like trading. Them, it's not say, Vegas. Rival, or, yeah. I know Vegas is not our division too. Damn it! It's not like trading them to <laughs> Minnesota or like Colorado or St. Louis or Nashville. Yeah. Like, it's you're still a little bit more removed. So, um, yeah, I would, I 100 percent believe that acquiring all these assets are to put in our our best possible offer for uh, Jacob Chikrin. And I think we're one of the very few teams that have the ability to make it a, a deal like that. Like, without you know, giving too much up and like we, we have the assets that they're looking for is what I'm trying to say. And then also we have the cap space. Like we don't have to clear out the space for chicken. Like it just makes a lot of sense for him to come to Anaheim. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, I'm kind of wondering like, how many of these we actually do save at the same time though. Because like yeah. I said, that 2023 draft is pretty deep. Um, yeah, no, you yeah, always, we definitely shouldn't get at, rid of all those. Uh, I was gonna say you could yeah, I, I I agree though that you could look at that Boston pick in the first round for this year. Um uh, mm-hmm. maybe even the Boston pick though from 2024 in the second round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it and then if we we'll know by um I, I guess the draft lottery, which obviously happens before the draft, if yeah. how many second round picks we have in 2023. Oh wait, what's the condition on that Eichel one? The Oh yeah, it, yeah, it's the 2022 pick. If it's in the top 10, then it affects the 2023, uh, yeah. 2023 second round. So we'll know if we have four or not. Like if we have four second round picks, like obviously you can't have too many picks, <laughs> but that's a lot. Like that's I think we could part with a first and a second and then maybe a future second. Yeah. And that still leaves us with a first in that 2023 draft and the ability to acquire another one. Three 2023 second round picks, a first round pick for this upcoming year and then two second round picks for this upcoming year. Like we still have a lot, but then we mm-hmm. also have Jacob Chikrin. So yeah, I don't, it's just, it makes too much sense. Right. Like I, I, yeah. I if I, we I don't get it. Jacob Chikrin, it's because he doesn't want to come here or some other team offers like there's their star forward, like Nathan McKinnon, Crosby, McDavid, Stutzla, Matthews, like one of those players is being offered mm-hmm. for it to, for them to put in a better deal than Anaheim. Yeah. I don't know. Am I, is the tinfoil hat maybe a little too tight? What do you think? I don't think it's too tight. It's definitely snug on there. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But 
it's not out of the realm of possibility, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I we'll just... we'll have to see. Pat Verbeek has a plan. We'll have to see if Jacob Chickering is potentially part of it or not. So uh, yeah, I really hope so. Yeah. So, that's I mean, that's really all I had to say. Like obviously we can we still have assets to move around for players. Oh, but like yeah. I, I think Chickren's kind of the next big trade bait. Like mm-hmm. everybody else has moved already. So Yeah. I do agree. Yeah, I have, I have nothing else really to add, honestly. So okay. I'm just like, sweet, we got assets. We can do pretty close to whatever the hell we want. Yeah, so. exactly. And and like you said earlier too, like if we just keep these, that's fine. Like yep. we, we we can do that. We're not in win now mode. It's not like we have to move them to get a Yeah, player. exactly. Like we, we can actually use them as picks. But I don't know. We have a pretty deep pipeline, so I don't know if it's 100% necessary. But we'll see. Pat Verbeek gets paid a couple million dollars. Or so he gets paid a lot of money to make these decisions. We we don't get paid nearly is, enough. We do, we just speculate. His contract is. Yeah, I don't know. I know you can find coaches, but I don't know about um, the uh, the GMs. I, I I I've literally never heard what a GM makes in the NHL. So yeah, uh, I found his playing contracts. I would imagine it's more than that, <laughs> considering um, he played a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure offhand. I kind of, yeah, I kind of want to figure that out, though, actually. It's, it's just a curious thing to me. So, yeah, I'd say probably like a mil, mil and a half, maybe, at most. I don't know. Like, coaches make two or three million, generally. Depending. Yeah, yeah, yeah it obviously I'm, depends, right? But, like, I, I'd say, maybe not the average, but, like, the the middle point is, like, what, what's the word? There's There's three different things that we learn about in, like, grade four math. There's mean, mode... Oh, median. I think it's the median is the one that's like in mm. the middle, but not yeah. the average. I don't know. To me, like the the one in the middle is like mil and a half, two million. So yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So oh, I don't know. I feel uh, like a GM would be more. I feel like a GM would make like three or four million. Yeah, maybe. Be curious to know that. So mm-hmm. yeah, not sure. But anyways. That's uh, that's something for another time, maybe. I know you have something for what's quacking. Yeah, I do. Okay, so we can get to that to wrap up the episode cool. here. So this question was posed uh, on Twitter just out in the open, but I thought it was funny and that we could totally talk about it. Uh, a bunch of, that's what the segment's for. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, on Twitter, at K underscore Nick underscore 97, uh, Fire Sale Kyle. Is, uh, is his name on there. Uh, asks the question, a bunch of NHL GMs are on hold with a trade registry. What awful music are they being forced to listen to? Wrong answers only. <laughs> um, I think it's just like, I don't think it's music. I think it's um, probably <laughs> like every NHL team's goal horn. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I love listening to mine. And they're like, eh, I don't like hearing that one so much. But it also follows with the song too. So you get like Chicago with, uh, oh, I forget what their what their goal song is. But you just get, you're just like, I'm fucking hit, sick of hearing that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like what are some of the, the more annoying ones? Goal horns? Yeah. Boston. Yeah, Boston can be annoying. Edmonton can be annoying. Winnipeg can be annoying. Yeah, I think it depends on like which team you see the most and like have the biggest rivalry. Yeah, that's that's fair. Because like, also you obviously like Calgary and I obviously to. like Edmonton, but like I hate Calgary and you hate Edmonton, so there's 
Oh, I, I've just heard Edmonton so much over the last few years with like adding the world juniors into it at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, like when you're hearing that goal horn on every single goal, whether it's a home or away team, you're just like, I'm fucking done with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, there was uh, there was one team, Washington. That one annoys me. There's yeah, there is so much going on in that one. <laughs> yeah, so. no, it's it's busy. It's a busy goal horn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't okay, know. What so do you, you think? You, uh, you think I, I think it's goal horns. horns. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's going to be um, like, I don't even remember her name, but like, you remember the cash me outside girl that was on Dr. Phil that was just yeah, like a fucking yeah, meme yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. So she had a very small, short music career. Mm-hmm. Um, I've maybe listened to 15 seconds of a song and that's all I needed to listen to, to know that. Uh, yeah. I don't want to listen to this shit. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but you know, with the NHL, they probably believe that, you know, that's what everybody's, that's, that's what the kids are listening to. And, uh and that sort of thing and you know it's it's the nhl just being uh a little bit out of touch still um Mm -hmm. they think that this is what's popular but it's also going to come cheap to them uh to to be able to use the song so yeah i I think it's whatever the the cash me outside girls uh song is that's what they have going on so cool i i think it also um or or it's the arkells If if it's specifically if it's a canadian gm who's trying to wait for the registry (laughs) it's it's the arkells because Canadian hockey and the Arkells are mm-hmm. just synonymous at this point. Okay. So I hope you're not shitting on the Arkells. No, I'm not. It's okay. just, like, you're just saying, I, yeah, I, okay. I, lo- I love the <laughs> Arkells, but the Arkells are fucking everywhere on yeah. Sportsnet at this point. So it's, yeah. it, it's a lot. Yeah. To be fair. You, yeah. It's like, I, I enjoy it, but you're taking the joy away from it by shoving it in my face so much. So. Yeah. I, I think they probably have a very specific one for uh, the Florida Panthers GM, whose name I forget, but it's probably like Kodak black. <laughs> And I don't even know like what he sounds like or anything like that. To be, I have honest. no idea. Yeah, the only thing I know about him is that he was. It looked like uh, this is where you had the letter jokes. Allegedly, uh, <laughs> allegedly was uh, was just was only twerking, dancing, whatever in the box, but, grinding, uh, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. Like that was still a thing either grinding like i thought that was the thing that yeah. we did in middle school dances and then like you know <laughs> once you hit grade 10 you're like you, you were lo- you I were can- lucky enough in middle school to have like grinding at the at the dance oh yeah man what are you, what are you gonna do kick here. everybody out of the dance oh no i meant that, like you like you had somebody grinding with oh you. no 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 not me specifically <laughs> but like <laughs> i was like damn lucky dude <laughs> <laughs> uh, Never no that. i do I, I do remember going to one dance. I think it was in high school, though. And Uh-oh. somehow, like, just everybody... It was just like a like a grind train. Like, you know, like the... <laughs> what's the the one where you put your hands on everybody's shoulders and, like, you do the train around... The, what's it called? Uh, I want to say uh, it's the cha-cha, but it's not. No. Um, the, the conga? Yeah, conga line, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Conga line. Yes, that's what it's called. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it, it was like that, but it was like just a bunch of horny teenagers grinding. And it was like <laughs> 80% of the gym. And it just was like, it just, it just kept getting longer. It was like a, like that, that snake game where you're like, yeah, you know, I definitely, a bunch of squares did. I definitely didn't squares. go to that dance thing. Cause I do not remember that whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was weird, man. <laughs> never, That's fair. See, like even at, like, even at school dances, like 
it was it's the same as you know like when like we went to cabarets like in early university or something like that where like mm-hmm. i'm not normally on the dance floor i'm normally just like hanging out at a table having some drinks just enjoying like watching everybody dance or that sort of thing that was mm-hmm. the same thing for me in middle school and high school as well i was just like sitting off in the corner like having a pop pretty much with like a, with like a few friends and just hanging out so yeah yeah exactly you were like <laughs> if, if your other friends went off to get a drink like you stood so incredibly still that people thought you were a cardboard cutout yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I still get mistaken for the one that i have in the corner over there oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways that's that's all i have for uh oh. um for what what the awful hold music is yeah gms are in the queue <laughs> i mean yeah gold horns is still a pretty good one though <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any other ideas what it could be? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just basically something that's like in the vein a little bit of what everybody's listening to or like what's popular. Mm. But it's like it, it's off brand, if that makes sense. Like it's yeah, not yeah. what it, it's in the vein of it, but it's not what the like a lot of people are listening to or that sort mm. of thing. Yeah, like when you go to the mall and you're like, "Oh, is this Eye of the Tiger?" And it's like an acoustic version that's like it's a tongue whole of the lion. down and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like it's the, the same, but home. it's like very stripped down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that's like my, one of my favorite meme templates. Yeah. <laughs> like, mom, can we have this? It's like, no, we have this at home, and it's like yeah. this at home, and it's like a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend and I were talking uh like, this is like a little bit ago I think but yeah that same kind of idea of like okay who's gonna be the parent to like actually be the one and she's like right away she's just like well it's not gonna be you because you're gonna want to do it also like whatever it is yeah <laughs> like yeah pretty much it's like yeah as soon as a kid asks like dad can we go to McDonald's it's like yeah and you want an extra burger <laughs> or something like that like, here we're, we're getting everybody happy meals tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're all we're all getting the toy <laughs> Oh. oh man! Oh. Well, that is uh that has been our trade deadline episode. You can tell we've packed it in for the season because yeah, <laughs> there's, there was there was very little. Well, no, I shouldn't say very little. After the the trades, there was very little ducks talk. Yeah, but, but uh, I mean the trades were the majority of it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. We're obviously still going to talk ducks hockey. We'll still break down yeah. all the games, but um, you, you probably won't hear too much Nate rage anymore because. You know, we've accepted our fate. We know where yeah, we exactly. are. Exactly. <laughs> it'll it'll honestly just be if something is like really fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, at least for me at this point, like the ducks can only impress me. Like the bar is set so low now that you know what? It's not as low as last year. No, no, no. It's quite not. a bit yeah. higher than that. So if, like, if we get fully back to last year mode, then I'm gonna be a little upset. But yeah, no, exactly. But like, I don't even think we play like really awful teams for the rest of the season no we're playing good teams for the majority of it besides san jose on saturday i think yeah and chicago wednesday yeah Yeah. oh we do have a game against arizona you can't even say anything bad about chicago because the last time we played that was an 8-3 loss (laughs) that yeah that's true so we play san jose twice and we play arizona once and we play philly once so that's four games where it should at least be a solid effort and like we should look like we have a chance of winning like i want the yeah. money puck meter a little bit more tilted to our side yeah all the other games i have no hope <laughs> at this point so like but then again just... we know this team will play up to those teams so even with a depleted roster who knows again yeah. like yeah we, we still got shut out but it, we only kept florida to three goals not bad <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, it, thank yeah. you, John Gibson, but like, <laughs> yeah, it was all him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, um, we'll have to point. see. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I'm honestly going to tune into games now just for the, excuse me, the hope of some Zegris magic. Yeah, like pretty much. Another Michigan goal yeah. or like whatever the fuck else he can come up with. That, yeah. That's why I'm tuning in now. That's probably yeah, exactly. why 98% of Ducks fans are tuning into these games now. And that's so. why other hockey fans should tune in also, just in general. So, yeah, Excuse exactly. You got the hiccups yeah. here. <laughs> and uh, if you if, if you want to know when something happens, like the second it happens, uh, at least for the Chicago game, tune in to us on the THPN YouTube channel for mm-hmm. a watch-along. Uh, we'll be doing that Wednesday night. Again, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, drop by, say hello, drop a like, comment, whatever. Um, yeah, just hang out for... Five minutes, the whole game, whatever you can uh, manage there. It'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, all right. Nate, where can uh, they send your uh, their uh, least favorite goal horn to? <laughs> you can send that to me uh, on Twitter at Tate Nomas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Yeah, as well, if you have any reactions to uh, trade deadline day slash week, uh, you can send them at Quack Report Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Find us on YouTube as well all that fun stuff. Um, and you can follow myself on Twitter at Carter underscore POTS, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Thank you guys very much for tuning into this episode. Again, see you Wednesday for no live stream, but a watch along. And then again on Saturday.